Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before and find out more at midamericarv.com. Big country, big show today. Uh, we're going to get into some basketball and play a little game of would you rather. Uh, we're getting into those months where there's not a lot of football going on, actually. Uh, we, we didn't really have anything going on last night. The college football playoff rankings came out early this week, so we don't have that. We don't have many games to preview on college football this is a sad, sad time of year for me. A lot of people call it seasonal depression. For me, it's just lack of college football depression. Yeah, everything's starting to come to an end, and that's tough because we spend all year getting super excited for it. We're ready for it. It's here. Let's go. We're having fun. Your team's either doing good or it's doing bad. So at this point for us, Texas football has been over for a while. But for me, I've jumped on the Michigan bandwagon, and I'm starting to enjoy college football again. But wow. like you said – there's no college games this weekend. Wow. We're, we're preparing for bowl season. So now it's the realization of now it's all coming to an end again. Yeah. And there are, there are a lot of transfers going on. Um, defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, things like that, taking some jobs. We'll get into some of that. Uh, Darren Ravel is pissed off at every 18-year-old in the world, apparently, because they're making money off of being good at something. Maybe we'll touch up on that one, too. But I wanted to start the show today with the NFL and your power rankings that you do every week. Uh, I used to love it in the early parts of the season when everybody thought their team was very, very good mm-hmm. and everyone would give you so much shit for your power rankings. Now it seems like there's only one team that is really um, giving people problems, Yeah, uh, I guess, and that is the Buffalo Bills. But let's start at your number one team, which I, I think that it would probably be pretty hard to argue that this isn't the number one team in the NFL right now. It's the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And this is all my fault. So I'm sorry to everyone in the NFC West. I shat on the Cardinals, their coach, their quarterback, all of it. The JJ Watt signing. And not like just a little bit. We're talking about like the size of shat that you saw in Jurassic Park when they're trying to look for the phone. It's a big country size one. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. So how do you know that? I'm on cold medicine today, so <laughs> buckle up, folks. That's what it is. You've been a little feisty this morning. Buckle up. Yeah. I don't take medicine very often. You know this. You don't take medicine and you don't drink energy drinks or coffee. You get your caffeine from old Dr. Peppa. Uh huh. But what was it? Last week you go, hey, uh, I drank an energy drink this morning. Uh Like, I get it. You've thrown half the stuff on your desk at me. There's no more trash in your trash can. It's all over here at me because all you drink is the water bottles of Dr. Peppa. It's like that movie, There's Something About Mary, and they accidentally get her all hopped up on speed. That's me if I drink an energy drink. Very much so. It really, really affects me. <laughs> and even like if I have a headache, I don't take like even a Tylenol or anything like that. So if I take a drug, it hits hard. So I got to ask. So if you do get a headache like that, then, I mean, how do you deal with it? Does it just eventually wear away? Yeah. I just. Okay, macho man, I just toughed through. But I mean, like how long does your headache last? Like will it last all day? I don't know. I just it... try not to think about it. And I'm like, oh, it's gone. It didn't last that long. However, I do get migraines and knock on wood. I haven't had a migraine since I got divorced. So I'm running like six years strong without one. Uh, so those are just stress migraines. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Can't um, make her happy migraines. Migraines will shut me down though. Damn. For like, I would have to go to bed and try to take like Tylenol 3 or whatever, but it, sleep was the only thing that ever made a migraine go away for me. Dang, yeah, that would that would suck. Let's not knock on wood. Yeah, skin the right one. No, make sure that goes away. No medicine either. But anyway, power Arizona Cardinals, uh, number one team for you. I do think that there's uh, a very clear, obvious reason why they are number one. They have been playing very consistently good, and even without their quarterback. So as soon as Kyler Murray is kind of back, and I know I know he's back now, but back to full health. Yeah, I think that they might even look even better. And he looked decent against Chicago. You know, you could tell he was still a little uncomfy and maybe not trusting everything, but he is back. So like you said, once he's in full force, Cardinals are going to be rolling again. And I did have a fan come at me. It was like, how in the world are the Arizona Cardinals better than the Packers in any what way? 
I was like, okay, let's do a little bit further research here outside the record, the strength of schedule, kind of what they have upcoming as well. And it was like they are leading the Packers in almost every single category in terms of total point scored, point scored per game, and uh, the first downs, like rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns, you have Aaron Rodgers. So, like, that's going to be the difference, of course, there. But, like, even defensively, the Arizona Cardinals have been better than the Green Bay Packers. And then when we get to the number two team here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's kind of one of these situations where they keep fluctuating between two and six. And a lot of it's just been, you know, the inconsistency. That's a big big jump. And so, like, it's not from six to two or two to six. They've kind of floated from, like, two to three to four. Okay. Then they'll go to six. You know, other teams losing or they're winning. Um, But that stretch that they went on when they lost for the bye week, on a bye week, they come back and lose again. And now they're kind of back on track. But right now they're playing teams that aren't very good. So it's – are they back on track or are they just playing teams that just have no chance and their season's pretty much over with? That's been the hard part of determining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, especially when we get into the end of the season, of course, and then into the playoffs. How prepared are they going to be by that time? Because Leonard Fournette is looking like a stud right now. Yeah, he has been playing very well. And you talk about the Bucs and them playing not-so-great teams. How about your number three team here, the New England Patriots? Uh I've kind of find myself rooting for them in a weird way. Yeah, and I hate it because I'm kind of like when they beat Buffalo, I was like, "Oh heck yeah!" But Dude, I don't. If know you can why, win a game by only throwing three times, I'm on board with that. Run no, the damn ball because I got him on my fantasy team and then played him and like had him start because I was like, "Oh, Mac Jones." I was like, "Okay, here we go." Three pass attempts. I was like, "Brother." You played him on thir- on Sunday. You, I didn't know the weather was. I didn't know the wind was going to be thirty miles. <laughs> It was in a league that doesn't matter, though, so it was fine. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a tough look. <laughs> it was more of like, a, I just kind of want to see what happens here before I put him in some of my serious leagues. Glad I didn't oh. do that, but in my serious leagues, I've got to take out Jalen Hurts and scored a whopping 60 points. Yeah. It's tough. It was a tough weekend for me in terms of fantasy. I wonder how many people, like, in my not-serious leagues, the ones I don't pay attention to, if somebody else is just like, yeah, I'm winning this thing. I actually, I just now remembered one of the leagues I stopped paying attention to mm-hmm. is a paid league. I need to I need to get back on track Brother. with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. That's why I can't that win many fantasy leagues. Yeah. I lose interest. I saw myself, I tell myself this every year about this time of the season, and it's like, Man, you got to cut back on the fantasy leagues. Yeah. It's just too much. Where if you can pay attention to more than three fantasy leagues, you're really in it. Like you, you love fantasy sports. Yeah, because I can't. I'm good for about three. I only want to be in three. That's it. I, three is my max next year. And I'm telling people like I'm sorry. You either made the cut or you didn't. I'm gonna have to power rank which fantasy leagues I want to be in the most. Yeah, they they might have to offer bids to you and be like, "Hey, what can <laughs> yeah. you offer me in this fantasy league?" Because the one that we are in that I think you would consider a serious league is yeah. one of the best times of the year for, because of our draft party. So you can't and miss out on that we one. did have a punishment for whoever gets last place, but I don't remember what that punishment was. I don't either. I know there was talk of it, but I think that there's a lot of people in that group that were afraid to finish last. Well, the thing was, everyone was all gung ho about what the last place punishment could would be uh-huh. because I placed last, or second to last last season. So I was like, "Ooh, if Big Country gets last place, this is what we want him to do. We want him to run across the interstate at freaking rush hour." I was like, "Absolutely not." Was that really debated? Yeah, someone was like, "Just have him run across the interstate." I was like, "No, what? That's and a he's terrible." Like, Cost me a beer. Yeah, that's yeah. death, brother. <laughs> Yeah, you got to go. That's the last part. I do like the one that's the Waffle House one. That is, that's clever. That would be feasible. And I think a, from what I've seen on the line, and I think our guy <laughs> Mags, who's in this chat, maybe has done that before. Uh, it looks so much easier, or you think it's going to be an enjoyable experience. And it's not. Yeah, because people are like, oh, Waffle House, waffles, that sounds delicious. Some things are massive. Yeah. And after so many of anything, like... That, that can't be good. No. I wonder if that guy that did do because we saw him kind of go viral last year. Um, and for that, the, the Waffle House punishment, I wonder if he's been back. Oh, I, I can't imagine. I mean, look at yourself in Chick-fil-A. That you, did, you, you did the 50 Nugget thing, right? Yeah, right? miserably. Yeah. But, I mean, for weeks you hadn't been back or months? No, I legit, it was three months before I went back. Yeah. 
I've never done anything like that. Well, if you want to ruin something, that might be a way to do it. Yeah, no. You know, I might just might eat like a shit ton of McDonald's or like a shit ton of Snickers candy bars or just drink so much pop. I'm like, I'm done for three months. I actually, I used to and work with a lady who did that with, I call it soda. Um, but she had stopped drinking it for like a, a month or something like that. And then um, tried to go back to it. And she's like, this is disgusting. I can't drink it anymore. She doesn't do it anymore. So wait, so what'd she do? She just stopped drinking it for like a weight loss challenge thing. So I've heard people do that. I don't have that discipline. I don't either, man. I if have I a, did though, pff, world would be mine. I don't ha- I don't have an addictive personality. I'm addicted to Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm not addicted. <laughs> I don't know why that's hard. <laughs> How are you gonna say I don't have an addictive personality? But I'm addicted. I don't. That's the only thing like that I've ever had a uh, a problem with quitting. <laughs> doing that's it that's it anything else i can call it off doesn't matter take a month off drinking or whatever can do it i've smoked before i have no problem with it i got you okay so like none of those big it was just it just cracked me up i was like i don't have an addictive personality but this i'm addicted i don't i bet you do i don't know i don't think i do you really get stuck into routines uh, yeah, that's my thing. I'm a routine person. Uh-huh. And if I get a routine going, if I can do something routinely for at least two weeks. Well, that's everyone. There. No, I know that. But like, <laughs> like that's the same. But like that. <laughs> that's not specific to you, dog. Yeah, I'm not trying to say I'm special or anything. Like, look out. But it's just the whole, if I can get it going, then yeah, I'm going to stick to that. <laughs> yeah. And it takes a lot for me to get out of it. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, just to the point of, yes, I'm a routine person. <laughs> right. Something's added to the routine. I also go in phases of, like, phrases. Oh, my God. You do. So, it's so bad. And I don't I know where they off. come from. I don't think you have any little catchphrases that you're trying right now. Thank God. I don't know. I, I got to do some thinking on that one, though. And there probably is. But the thing is, is every time I do, everyone calls me out on it. So, then, it'd be, then I'm aware of it, and I don't do it anymore. What was it that I used to say on radio all the time? I don't know. I have short-term memory. <laughs> I know I will call you out every time you say, um. Mm-hmm. It could be a before start, Before asking you a question. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, but your power rankings that we've tried to talk to you, talk about uh, this entire time. I even went to my, I'm, I'm off today. Uh, I went to my messages to read those, but your power rankings <laughs> we are talking about. Number one team, Arizona. Your Cardinals. DMs just filled up. Huh? I'm taking you back off track. I was gonna say your DMs just filled. They are uh, uh, right now. It's it's popping in the DMs Ooh. right now. Now the Cardinals team number one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers two, the Patriots three, and then the Green Bay Packers coming in. Yes, the Green Bay Packers. My DMs filled up too. So I was like, "What's up?" Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they are at four, but it's a situation here where. I just want to see them keep going. Um, I know they kind of dealt with some injuries a while ago, but everything's kind of back on track for them with Aaron Rodgers, the foot injury. That's been kind of somewhat of a concern. But with them going on a bye, and then you get Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Detroit at the end of the year, they're going to be fine. I mean, they're going to stay up here. They're going to go into the playoffs. We can almost nearly just expect them to make another Super Bowl run, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is just pretty much their last dance. So, I think they're going to turn it back on here, and it's really good. This is going to be a team to look out for in the month of December heading into January in the playoffs. Yeah, especially in Lambeau. It's just so tough to play there. Yep. And with the way the NFC is set, well, I guess, never mind. The NFC is sneaky good. Those three teams are good. Yeah. When you look at the <laughs> AFC, you're at the top, like, you're good. You suck. You suck. You suck. You might be good. <laughs> and that takes us to our number five team here, the Buffalo Bills. A lot of people not happy with uh, the Bills at number five, but you seem to be um, a bit of a Bills supporter. Well, it's kind of one of those deals where I still think they're a good team. And like the losses that they've had, the loss last week against uh, the Patriots, hey, those type of losses are going to happen. The ones against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's a trap game. It's going to take place. Against the Titans, you lose on a fourth and one. It happens. But the thing is with them, 
it's like they're they're going to be able to get back on track. Like teams are allowed to go through a rough stretch. We'll look at Kansas City. They went on a rough stretch. Some of these other teams in the NFL, they've had moments like the Dallas Cowboys, times where you're looking at them and you're like, what's going on? Why are they losing? Well, some guys are dealing with – they're just a little bit more banged up. Or, you know, now they got COVID, so they got losses here. It's a tough month. Buffalo just went through that stretch. Next week, you go to Tampa Bay. They get Carolina, New England again, Atlanta, and the Jets. I mean, they could very much well end this season 11-6. and six, and roll into the playoffs as like the one or two seed, and we're going to be going Buffalo's back. Look out for them. This is a team to look out for and the playoffs. And then, you know what I mean, that national media hype is going to be there once again. But if they go to Tampa and lose, it's going to be like, well, Tampa Bay's pretty good, and you guys are still trying to get over your rough patch. If they win, everyone's going to look at the rest of the schedule and go, yep, they're going to win. Because when they go to Carolina, we know that team sucks. At New England, we know that's going to be a payback game of like, pfft. You're lucky there was 30-mile-an-hour wind, and we couldn't do anything about it. You think? You guys were just able to run the ball. Oh, I think I disagree yeah. with you on that one. At New England? For some reason, I just feel like that game against New England was a little bit of a fluke, and it played into the Patriots' hands because they have a better run game than Buffalo. Yeah, I, definitely. I, but weather could still play a factor there the day after Christmas. Yeah, and hopefully it's not 30-mile-an-hour wind, though. Yeah. And I do give Belichick a lot of credit for that, too. And I love um, – the Bills head coach. I can't think of his name right now. Sean McDermott. But and I don't want like, in me saying this, I don't want to take anything away from New England. Yeah. I'm just saying it was a fluke of who Buffalo is because those are not the type of games that they play. Yeah. But I do think that they have three wins on that schedule that are probably going to be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. If not, then somebody needs called out. You can question what they're doing there uh, because they should. They should beat those three teams. Uh, that's your top five. Teams six through ten. The Rams – Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Cowboys. And you can find your full list on our Twitter page at Miked Up. <clears throat> uh, you put out all 32 there. Uh, any notes on these uh, six through 10 teams, though, that you want to get off your chest? Um, just the Rams. They need to really get it figured out because I play Arizona this next week in Arizona. I want to see Matthew Stafford kind of get everything rolling again. Cooper Cup, he's Cooper Cup. OBJ, I want to see what his involvement is. Arizona being fully back. Um, you know, with D-Hop and Kyler Murray, I want to see them going. And then, I mean, the Rams have to finish everything out strong. The Ravens, they keep dealing with the injuries. They just had another hit to their defense. Are they going to start crumbling? Or is this kind of one of those deals where they just win, lose, win, lose the rest of the season? Um, heading out of here in the Cowboys, like, man, I, I kind of hope that they get everything figured out. But they get Washington twice in the year, Arizona and Philadelphia. They play the Giants as well, but, like, ignore that. But, like, the other division matchup against Washington twice in Arizona and then the end with Philly, I want them to kind of keep building onto this. But that's going to be a tough stretch because those division matchups against Washington are never easy wins for either team. Yeah, I'm right there with you on those two. Like I said, you can find the rest of Big Country's power rankings I, I go there to read the comments. Yeah, they were pretty filled up this last week. Not that I like anti-big countries <laughs> power rankings. I think it's very tough to do it, and everybody has a different opinion, especially when you're throwing in 32 teams. Yeah. And then with the AFC looking the way that it does this year, it's tough to be like, oh, yeah, this team is definitely better than that team. It, it, it's tough to do. But I, I live in that comment section. I go read it. Uh, I saw, uh, a friend of ours, uh, a sponsor of ours too, maybe mentioned that some sour milk was involved with that dog. some of that decision making. Uh, so peek behind the curtain, behind the scenes. Look, I have to tell this story. You have to. It cracked me up. Uh, uh, we we like to be active in the community. We'll we'll do things. And the other day, we were part of a desk judging competition for uh, a local business here. They did. They decorated their desk up for Christmas. And then me, you, and Matt were the judges for this particular contest. And we're going around and we're looking at all the desks. We're judging them very seriously. I don't know how I keep getting pulled into that judging things, but I do. You're good at it, though. Very seriously. Tough tough grader uh, judging (laughs) these desks. And there's the one desk that has done a phenomenal job, but they also set out milk and cookies. They had no idea when we were showing up they had set out the milk and cookies that morning. We didn't get there until around two-ish. Yep. One or two. That sounds about right. <laughs> and homie took a cookie, dunked it in the milk that had been sitting out for hours. Now, that was unknown to me. 
I'm, unbeknownst to you. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, man, they heard we were showing up, put out some milk and cookies because we heard that another guy had actually set up beer on his desk but then had the customers come in, so he had to remove it and take it down. I was like, well, that would have won us over because uh-huh. we're fans of beer. And then there was another guy that had a post-it on his desk, and it was like, Merry Christmas, judges. That was funny as well. So I'm thinking everyone else is putting in this effort to put something on the end of the desk for judges. I'm thinking this guy just went and poured a fresh cup of milk. <laughs> False. <laughs> Cookies are rock effing hard. Wasn't any good. Didn't even finish it. And I was like, I'm going to try and wash it down with some milk. Milk was warm as hell. And then I look over, and they're all just staring at me like, this son of a bitch just took a drink of milk out of that. And then as we're leaving, find that they had been tossing stuff in one of the glasses throughout the day. I was like, guys, come on. You probably got. This is not fair. Yeah, you, you should probably make a doctor's appointment pretty soon. I thought it was hilarious, though. We had to go into a different building to judge more uh, deaths. Mm-hmm. And when we came back in the main building, uh, one of the gentlemen working there had to know, opened the door for us. and was like, which one of y'all drank the milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I laughed very, very hard about that. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some of these great sponsors that we have, though. Christmas right around the corner. That thing is sneaking up on me. It is. I've really got to do a better job of buying presents. Uh, <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Uh, but one of our great <laughs> sponsors that you should go to is Miners and Monroe. Check them out online, minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikeDup10. Save yourself 10% off some great gift ideas uh, for the fella in your life. No, seriously, just the guys that are in here right now, just go minersandmonroe.com. Check it out. I guarantee there's going to be something there you want to buy, whether it is a hat, a T-shirt, hoodie, sweatpants, jeans, shoes or any other small christmas idea that you can give a friend or a family member that is going to be the place to go another spot gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family from any danger this christmas season you don't know which big guy's coming down the chimney just in case be locked and loaded did you just put a hit out on santa i did not i put a hit on anyone else that's trying to be santa (laughs) Right. All right. Whatever. Uh, that took an odd turn. That's gunspot.com. Let's get to some basketball. It's not Christmas time yet, but there was so much basketball on my timeline. And if you know Twitter is taking us that direction, I'm going to go there. And yesterday, Damian Lillard made a little bit of noise because he kind of released his contract details. And there's been a lot of talk about him sticking around, what he wants to do, would he be traded. And it was leaked or released, uh, depending on how you want to view it that he was looking for an extension. He's already signed through the 2024-2025 season. Mm -hmm. He's got a contract. Four more years. But maybe looking at an extension to stay in Portland would cost him $107 million over two years. He would be 35 and 36 for those seasons. I'm about that age. That's not young. (laughs) It's uh, It's not old. For a basketball player, it is, though. And so for him to be pulling in about 50 mil, more than $50 million. 55. For each of those seasons, that's a lot of money. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't I don't know that Portland has really been playing up to the level that he expected them to play this year. And now C.J. McCollum is out uh, with a collapsed lung. That doesn't sound like something he's going to recover from quickly. But I, I think that we're going to have some trade rumors kind of heat up. Right now, they're 10th in the Western Conference. Portland Trail Blazers are and with a losing record. It's still very early in the NBA season, but I do wonder if he's putting out these contract rumors or whatever uh, based on maybe, maybe he does one out of Portland. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't blame him at all. And I have him on my fantasy team. So I've been playing pretty much close attention to how his season has been going. And he hasn't been awful. I mean, it's Damian Lillard. He's good, but you know, it's also the reports and rumors out there of him going, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing with Ben Simmons. It was like, okay, is that a, yeah, I'll play with Ben Simmons or I'll be part of the trade to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons to come here? Like, how does that situation work out? Because I don't think him and Ben Simmons playing together is necessarily a bad thing, but I also don't think it's a great thing. I think it's just Not like if- a, it's just an okay type of pairing, especially if you like, you're going to, I think you're going to say CJ McCollum still being there or if he comes back. But it's just one of these deals with Damian Lillard. Man, you've just been trapped in Portland this whole time, and I get you want to bring a championship there. But they've not really helped you out in doing so. So why do you keep giving yourself up? You're 31 years old. 
you're talking about trying to get paid over $50 million when you're 35 and 36. Why are you trying to go win a championship somewhere when you're 32 and 33 and then go make that money at 35, 36 with a ring or two under, on your hand? Yeah, I mean, that kind of gets into uh, the would you rather game that we're going to play in our our last segment too of would you rather you know stay at home and be like a portland trailblazers legend or do you want a ring chase and i'm i'm so over the ring chasing era i i hate it i really do i like those dudes that stay home i and for me i would rather not win a ring and stay home than go chase a ring i get that but i feel i mean he's already been there like 10 years Mm mm-hmm like, you're already the legend there. You've already stayed home. It's you've already, leaves, I mean, though. you've stayed home like twice. Like, if he leaves, though, I I think that it's going to really hurt his reputation. There, there will be some bit. fans that are like, "Oh yeah, we understand it." Yeah, I mean, it'll be the same thing with like LeBron in Cleveland, where he leaves, and I'm not twice. saying Damian Lillard is going to do this. <laughs> he definitely twice, but the fact that he leaves, they're all pissed at him, and he comes back, and they praise him. And then he wins, and now they love him. And then when he left the second time, they're like, I don't care. I mean, we kind of get it. You won a championship here. Thank you so much. Now go to L.A. Yeah, I just I, I don't think I can get on board with it. Yeah, I'm fine with the ring chasing because, like, then you're going to go, like, that just adds to your legacy. And when people talk about you Does in, it though? 10 to, in, in, like, 10 to 20 years, it's going to go, he never won a ring. But, I mean, like, we look at Shaquille. Yeah, but like- he ring chased going to L.A., Ring Chase going to Miami. Eh, not and as bad, look, though, because like even with him, they didn't have anybody there. They had a young Kobe. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like this established Kobe Bryant that was like already there. I mean, he was still pretty young. But like these, these guys like Kevin Durant and LeBron and all of them, except for Steph Curry. I don't blame Steph Curry. He was just kind of there. And then Kevin Durant was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll jump on board. Mm-hmm. So Steph Curry, I do give a break because he stayed the whole time. But I, I don't think you should get as much credit for – Winning a ring when you ring chase, but I mean, who like, do we I'm not look, at, look as back a, at some of these guys and be like, "Oh my God, they're an NBA champion." It's like, ah, yeah, but you kind of did it in a shady way. Yeah, I'm trying to find like a good comparison because I know this is going to be tough if I say it this way. But it's the only two players I have in my mind right now. It's like when we look at Shaq and we look at Charles Barkley, we immediately look at Shaq and like being the greater player. We know he was super dominant because he has multiple rings. We look at Charles Barkley and like that's an knock on. I was like, ah, he's the guy that got close and never did it. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to be that player. It was like got close and never made it, especially when I had opportunities to go elsewhere and win. Barkley's a tough one, and I love him on TNT. He ring chased. He just didn't get the ring. <laughs> uh, you know, he tried. It it didn't work out for him. But I don't know, like a Reggie Miller type that never left the Pacers. They was there mm-hmm. the whole time. Never got a ring because of Michael Jordan. It's like I think that's phenomenal that he never yeah. left there. Like, ew, who cares that he didn't get a ring? Could he have done it? And, you know, did like Carl Malone did at the end of his career where he's like, actually, I'm going to go to the Lakers. Like, I still remember that with Carl Malone and Gary Payton. It's like, you guys punked out, tried to get a ring, and it didn't work. <laughs> like, it really looks bad on them, I think. And so, you know, some of those other guys that have ring chased before, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, he's an NBA champion. I'm going to look at it and say, like, well, you chased a ring. That doesn't really count. Yeah. With the I ring, we'll see what happens. But I don't know. Uh, a couple other guys in the NBA that we need to talk about. Uh, they brought it up on TNT last night. And I hadn't seen Luka Doncic play yet this year. But I went and rewatched it. And homie's got some weight issues as well. And <laughs> I, no judgment here. We've all put on some weight. Uh, I did see, though, a report that said he checked into training camp at 260 pounds. Now, he's six foot seven, So his 260... Probably still looks pretty good in street clothes. Yeah. But I do think that you can tell last night watching the game that uh, his conditioning is probably not on the level that it needs to be. I know that he had even uh, made some comments post-game that, like, you know, I was playing in the Olympics. Maybe I took a little bit too much time to relax after that, uh, but I've got to get my conditioning in check. I don't know that it's so much of a weight issue. I I think it could become one with Luca, but I definitely got to get that conditioning down. But a guy we've been talking about a lot. Shaq was known for this, for not doing much in the offseason and then coming in and playing himself into shape. Mm-hmm. With Luca, I, I, maybe he's doing that. I'd hate to see like a guard try to do that because he is more of a point guard on that team. And also a guy that just really needs to improve his defense to get on that level of guys like Giannis. Uh, but it, it's, uh, I definitely think it's something to keep an eye on for yeah, Luka and, and how fast here's the other- he can change it. And the thing with Luca, like you said, he goes into training camp weighing 260. His listed weight is 230. 
So like, right. that's actually 30 pounds. And if you know anything about trying to lose weight, 30 pounds is pretty difficult to do. But if you're in the NBA <laughs> and you're doing that much running, I guess it might be a little easier for you. But yeah. dude still had 28.6 rebounds and nine assists in the loss. Yeah, and one thing that uh, Reggie Miller was pointing out, again, just, I love that TNT broadcast. They do a phenomenal job. Was uh, his conditioning late. It looked like he was tired. He wasn't really able to guard anyone on defense. So I, I do think that it's something. If if you want to be great in the league, any professional sport, you've got to take care of your body. There yeah. are not many guys out there anymore, even like a Shaq, who can just come in and be physically dominant and not take care of their body. Yep. I don't. I don't know that I could name any of them. Even LeBron. Like, uh, we've talked about it numerous times. How much he takes care of his body. He's what thirty-seven or something like that. Now. Yeah, I mean millions of dollars, at least a million a year. I know that. But I mean, here's the other thing too with healthcare is like they come out with this new type of thing and it costs you like three hundred thousand dollars to do it, and they're just like, well, okay, we'll try it. Three hundred thousand dollars, super over dramatic. But it's just like the amount this stuff costs is like, yeah, pro athletes are going to try, it, and if it works out then it's just going to kind of twindle its way down to everybody else, which is awesome. Like, man, these, these athletes, though, like the amount that they do this and pay for it, you got to respect them for it, especially, you know, LeBron or Tom Brady, like we talked about the other day, just mm-hmm. being as old as he is and still looks great, singing the ball. A guy that does not look great, though, and we saw a picture of him the other day walking um, along the court. That's a little Zion. Yeah. I know you have on here, he's looking thick. That dude is looking massive and not the good he, kind. Yeah, he walks around and he's already thick. Yeah, uh, but it is it is really not looking good. And I I was reading about him today as well, and his listed weight is two hundred and eighty pounds. And I think that we even looked at him maybe last year and decided he's probably a little bit bigger than that. But now there are rumors that he's up to three hundred and thirty pounds. God. That is a tough look. In the optics, you can do a lot with pictures. Mm-hmm. I remember the Eddie Lacy stuff. You could you can make people look thick or thin based on pictures. It didn't look good with him, and that's something that his weight has always been an issue. I think even coming into Duke, like as soon as he got there, people were like, man, he's a little bit bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, this homie put on weight, and now he's in the league, and it's like he's a little bit bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, because at Duke, he was probably walking around at 260, 280. And just for reference, uh, he's the same height as Luka Doncic. They're both around 6'7". Yeah. Luka might actually be taller. And for Zion, I, I knew it was something that he would probably struggle with. Man, this is this is a tough look, though, for a guy playing it so early, so young in his career, and to already have these weight issues like that. And now a foot injury. I think you're going to have to worry about every time that he gets hurt. If he's going to miss significant time, is he going to is he going to put on weight like this? And for the Pelicans, that's that's tough for a guy that maybe already doesn't want to be there. I, I have no idea when he's going to return, but I know the the optics of it did not look good for Zion. No, yeah, and like that's the other thing is I'm looking at him, looking at pictures of him right now on Twitter, and I was like, this is what he looked like before the injury. This is what he looks like after, like right now or. He went from, you know, like having abs, being slimmed down, but abs? still thick. Yeah, it surprised me too. I saw the picture here. But then it's like you see him this year preparing for like doing a photo shoot, and it's like, dude, how well, much gumbo are you eating down there? Even the, the preseason stuff, you know, they were doing the pictures, and it was like, this was him last year mm-hmm. doing the photo shoots. This is him this year doing the photo shoot. And you could tell a big, big difference. Literally, <laughs> big difference there. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, I think that's a, maybe a hard conversation you have to have with the guy. Or maybe even getting him a mentor that's like, hey, by the way, man, you got to take care of yourself in this league or you're not going to last long. Well, they don't have that in New Orleans because no. they traded all of it away. And I mean, the other guy you got there is Brandon Ingram, who can probably eat whatever the hell he wants, smoke yeah. a little bit of weed, and his metabolism is like, yup, this shit's gone. Maybe, maybe that's who we should really blame for this. Maybe it's Brandon Ingram who's like, yeah, let's go eat here. Yeah, doesn't affect me. Dude, let's the, just get Popeyes on the way home. Told me again. put in as many calories as I can. So you're like, not telling that this is my best like, friend, man. We do things <laughs> together. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. Another guy we started to talk about, Steph Curry, is 16 three pointers away from breaking Ray Allen's all time record. Uh, he will do that by it this weekend. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of people wondering if he would even do it tonight. Uh, that's 16. Yeah, dude. Uh, if anyone's gonna do it though, it's gonna be him. That would be incredible for him to do it tonight. I don't know what like his record for threes in a game is. I know it was thirteen, and I think he broke it. 
Because Kobe had the record. In the 81 game, probably. Uh, but tonight, I don't think it plays, was actually that game. I think it was another one. He plays uh, the Trailblazers tonight. So we'll see what he can do. That game's at 9 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. Uh, you can check it out. I don't think he'll break that record tonight. But their next game on Saturday against the 76ers, that game at, on ABC, I could see that record going down that night. In two games, 16 threes, I could see eight apiece. So, and it's, sorry, I got caught up here on the record for most threes in a game, and I didn't realize that Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, going back and forth with it. So I knew that Kobe right, Bryant I remember that now. had it at 12 in 2003, and Danielle Marshall for the Raptors tied it in 2005 with 12. Steph Curry tied it again in 2016 with 12, playing the Thunder 2016 later that or earlier that year. He had broke the record with 13 against the Pelicans. 2019, Zach Levine breaks the record with 13 playing the Hornets. And then Clay Thompson, the following year, hits it in 2018 with 14 against the Bulls. Yeah, so it's just like, when he's my back. <laughs> God. So it's Clay Thompson with 14. That is the current record for four or for three pointers made in the game. That's so Steph Curry could possibly do it tonight with 16 you know, with the way that offense is going. That's why when everybody talks about Steph Curry, they always talk about how he changed the game. And how guys like Ray Allen. When I was growing up as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, Ray Allen shoots so many three-pointers. Mm-hmm. That's not even a blimp on the radar anymore. And people throw up all kinds of threes in a game. And the, the record we're talking about is made three-pointers. Yes. Not attempted <laughs> three-pointers. You're getting a lot of attempted threes there. But, I mean, I can remember looking at, like, the stats and be like, oh, my God, Ray Allen shot eight threes last night. And thinking that was ridiculous. But guys even before him, like a Larry Bird, they never shot threes. Or Michael Jordan got a reputation for, like, oh, he's not a good three-point shooter. No, they just don't do it. And now with <laughs> Steph Curry, I mean, they changed it to where he does shoot a lot of threes, and he shoots them from wherever. And makes them. As soon as he crosses, crosses half court. Did you see you the have to clip of him the other day hitting that shot from off the court? Like, by yeah, the like locker that, room? in the stands. Like, dude, you had to shoot that over the backboard. And the thing is, yep. is he freaking drained it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's not I don't know if I could get the ball that far, to be honest with you. And he's small, too, yeah. to have that range and be... A little flick at a wrist. What it, he's probably, what, 6'2"? Something probably. like that, but he's, but he's like not very heavy. 180 soaking wet? Right. 6'2", yeah, 185 is what he's listed at. And to have that range still, and just that flick of the wrist. Uh, greatest shooter of all time. He, he will break that record eventually. And I saw the guys at SpotRack uh, putting it out there. They compared Ray Allen's money that he made over 18 seasons versus Steph Curry's money that he will make. Uh, when his contract is up, he'll have played 17 oh seasons. And that's just when this is up. So Ray Allen's career, with inflation, mind you, made $236 million over an 18-year career. Steph Curry, a similar game Similar skill set. He's a be- he's a better ball handler for sure. He's on pace to make four hundred seventy million dollars. Those basketball players, man, and like every kid now has a chance. Oh yeah. Like, oh, you're you're six one, but you have handles and you can shoot. There's a spot for you in the league. <laughs> you know, it used to be like, oh, you're not going to be six six and athletic. Sorry about you, kid. Yeah. Oh, you're not built like Michael Jordan. Give up on it. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> stop trying. Have you yeah. have you played baseball before? <laughs> Have you looked at football? Maybe that's your your option there, but it is crazy. And I love watching Steph Curry play. Obviously, Clay Thompson, another one of my favorites, too. But I'm even looking at all this basketball stuff. I even got to wondering, like, what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving? Like, I'm st- I'm slowly getting back into basketball. I know I, we've said it a million times. Usually, Christmas Day is when I start really following basketball, but I do find myself gravitating towards it a little bit earlier this mm-hmm. year. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Kyrie Irving, I did see there were reports this morning that <laughs> he might be willing misses. to take the vaccine, but it's going to be a plant-based vaccine. Now, that, it does sound super silly, but I guess I can understand that in the way of, like, he's getting it naturally from the earth. I guarantee you that's his mindset. He also thinks the earth is flat, but if it's coming from the earth, it's probably better for you. Uh, he's just a weird dude. So this I also tried to like this him, dude's but... gonna smoke a shit ton of weed. 
and be like, COVID ain't got a chance. These lungs are freaking solid, <laughs> right? And um, a couple, like I said, moves going on in college football. There are a lot of minor moves, uh, but I, I do think that it's of note. LSU is losing a lot of recruits and players through the transfer portal. Uh, we talked about it when Oklahoma lost a lot of their guys, which is still kind of happening. Uh, but LSU is starting to see it now, too, where guys are decommitting or they're joining the transfer portal. Two of them in particular, their starting quarterback from last year, Max Johnson, and his brother, a tight end recruit, uh, have entered the transfer portal and decommitted. So they'll be finding a new place. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised to see so many people leaving LSU, actually. I saw a uh, like a five-star, four-star receiver decommit too i saw that mm-hmm. first thing this morning when i woke up and that kid i mean you know you watch some of his highlights and of course they're going to make him look good like even some of like his rats and you know, going to receivers camps kid looks solid so my first immediate thought was is texas in on some of these guys but like it's also what other schools as a receiver going to look at is it going to be in ohio state well i know is they it going to be in alabama uh with yeah. that kid whose name is like the coldest to ever do it is a five star so recruit is he a corner or receiver? He's a corner. He probably played some receiver. Okay. Or he could be somebody different. That's the, actually who I saw this morning. The coldest. Yeah. That was it. And I laughed think at the that, name. That Texas is in on him as well. And the crazy thing about Texas is like, you look at all these schools this year that lost their head coach, and then players are like, nah, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm transferring. Texas didn't have to deal with that. And another thing that we talked about yesterday was the name image likeness deal that they're doing with their offensive linemen. $50,000 annually if you're on contract. And there are a lot of rumors. I didn't put it in the rundown because it's just a rumor right now that the Texas boosters are working on a name image likeness deal for Quinn Ewers that would pay him first round pick money. Get the fuck out of here. What? Yep. Just Multiple to come play there? Millions of dollars if he plays for the Texas Longhorns. And a lot of people are going to hate that. We are not two of those people. <laughs> no, we're not. Because uh, who's next, baby? Right. What receivers getting first round money? What defensive end are like? That's what I want. I want There's a lot of money. I want a terrifying edge rusher at the University of Texas. They have not had that yeah. in a long time. Now I will say um, that it is like a slippery slope of what's going on with college football. It's where you do have like universities and boosters almost bidding, right? Like free agency, which I don't hate. Like whatever, make your money, but. It, it reminds me of baseball. The Yankees, the Dodgers, these teams have more money than anybody to throw around. But there is eventually going to be a cap on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Texas is their boosters, whomever, let's just call it what it is, Texas. Uh, if they're paying Queen Ewers three, four million dollars a year, you're going to have a hard time getting enough money to be like, oh yeah, we also want this running back, but uh, we already paid Queen Ewers all this money. But- but then they're also going to go, but we'll, let's wait till we get Tom Herman off the books, and that's going to free this up. Yeah. Because I'm sure some boosters, like, they're designated to Tom Herman. Others are to Cam Ewers. What I'm worried about is the bad contracts that are going to come from it. Like you said, like with yeah. Tom Herman, <laughs> not a good not a good <laughs> tenure there. And, I like, the Yankees, they sign some really bad contracts sometimes. The New York Knicks used to have a shitload of money, probably still do. But it would be like, oh, wow, that was a terrible signing. The Mets almost every year (laughs) signed somebody, and it's like, that didn't pan out. I do worry that Texas is going to be that school that's like, they have so much money. They do not know what to do with it. Even with Uwe, like, we'll see. He's supposed to be very, very good. We'll see. I don't know. A lot of people love him, the arm talent, all that. Here's my next question. If they get Cam Ewers, do they miss out on Arch? Right. Um, Maybe. Or would it be like bang, bang? I mean, they would be on campus together for a year. That's fine. He doesn't think, need to play as a true freshman. Yeah, Arch Manning seems a little different. I mean, he's He might stay for four years. Assuming these guys are going to be as good as everybody says they are. Yeah. I, I could see him being like a four-year player in college football. You're like, I don't really need the NFL money. My family's <laughs> actually loaded. and yeah. So I, I don't know. I do think they would probably still be in play. Uh, speaking of Arch Manning, this is taking it everywhere today. Um, Lane Kiffin's supposed to be in on him. Lost his offensive coordinator today. He's going to Oklahoma. Uh, so I do wonder how that changes things for even an Arch Manning. Oh. 
um, because they've been very good offensively over the last couple of years. But now losing your offensive coordinator, I, I think that will change things in recruiting. I think Brian Kelly going to LSU will change things. So I know that he had like his list, Arch Manning did, of what was it, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Texas, and Ole Miss, where it's five. Probably have to revisit that going forward to see uh, who he's interested in after this crazy coaching cycle. Yeah, and I do, as much as I've been saying, like, Texas, 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 for some reason I get that other feeling like Georgia has a real chance. And I don't know why, but, like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe because they got studs on that defense, and that's where a lot of their talent is. And offensively, it's like, yeah, we're going to have massive offensive linemen. We're going to have at least a receiver or two that you can throw the ball to. But we're going to have stud running backs again and again and again. Yeah, and their tight end that's there, he probably won't be there when Arch gets there, but he's very good. Their receivers are great at Georgia, too. I would have a hard time turning down Georgia and also Alabama. Yeah, Alabama we already know, but, you know. Yeah, I think Clemson is a is one that's probably definitely taking a back seat, though. Yeah. And looking at that, how it's going to go. I saw that there are rumors that they might lose their offensive coordinator, too, that he's interested in uh, going to Duke to be a head coach. So that could change recruiting. I think especially when you look at, like, who is the primary recruiter for a lot of these teams? Because it's not always the head coach that these guys have a relationship with. When you look at Ohio State, one of their best recruiters is actually their wide receivers coach. Mm-hmm. It's not even their offensive coordinator. It's not their head coach. It's wide receivers coach. So seeing who those guys have. forever, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that he's not getting looks as an offensive coordinator just because of how good of a recruiter Another. Is. Another school, like, does Notre Dame somehow kind of find their way into this as well? With, uh, with Arch the new Manning? head coach? Yeah. We'll see. I don't think so. I think with schools like Oklahoma and Notre Dame, it's going to be interesting to watch their recruiting because they hired defensive coaches. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know how much a quarterback wants to say, yeah, I'm going there. Uh, maybe, I guess, if you're Notre Dame or Oklahoma, your offensive coordinator, both of them pretty highly regarded as good coaches. Maybe you send them his way and like, hey, I'm the head coach, but this is my guy. This is what we're going to do offensively. And you probably tag team that one. Send the offensive yeah. coordinator and the head coach for both those places. But not, the world of football never stops is a great thing. Is that Even though I, I talked about it at the beginning of the show, my seasonal depression of college football is almost over. Still going to get recruiting in the next week. Still going to have – Coaches changing jobs and all this. Name, image, likeness deals. I'm really in on it. Uh, suck it, Darren Ravel. Uh, but how about <laughs> let's get to our last of our sponsors today and then play a little game of Would You Rather. Uh, last sponsors, last segment. Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri, my favorite bar in the whole world. We'll be there tomorrow for warning. Friday show might be rough. Two-for-one drink specials. A great happy hour from 2 p.m. until 8 p.m. Again, two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours. At Club 609. Yeah, Downtown Lube is up next, located right here in the heart of Joplin off Main Street and First. They do pride themselves on getting you in and out as quickly as possible. Mark and the guys, great customer service. I guarantee you, if you go there once to get something done on your vehicle, you're going to want to go back because they're going to take such good care of you. They are much more than tires and lube, even though that's what they specialize in. So be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Yeah, and last little segment here, uh, playing a little game of Would You Rather, and I love that people uh, got in on this, too. I tweeted it out, and there's still time. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know what Would You Rathers you would like to hear us debate. But I just went and found a couple, and one that has been on my mind for a while now is Would You Rather Have Monday Off or Friday Off? And when I was still teaching, this was a this was a, like a legitimate debate because they thought we might go to a four day work week. And a lot of people have done this over the last couple of years. Would you rather have Monday or Friday off? Monday. Monday. Why? Ooh, you know, I would rather be Friday because you can leave. Let's say you get off work Thursday, you can leave that night, enjoy Friday on the trip, Saturday on the trip, come back Sunday. And then roll into Monday. Yeah. Because you can get back Sunday, like mid afternoon or so, relax that evening, get everything, get yourself settled. Like if you're traveling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like in between on this one because I think Friday is always going to be like a great day. Everybody loves Fridays. Yeah. Everybody hates Mondays, but if you have Monday off, you're like, yeah, whatever, Monday. 
you're still going to get like the Monday scaries. You're still going to hate and dread Tuesday. So you're dreading the day of the week all the time. But I, I do think that maybe I'm kind of right there with you. I'd take a Monday off like a Friday at work. That's still a good day. No, I'm the opposite of you now. I want Friday off. You want Fridays off. I think because I, I look off. at it as like on fr- like Friday's part of the weekend, right? Where like you uh-huh. go out Friday night, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, you relax, and then you roll in on Monday. See, I'm comparing the days at work. A Friday at work, not too bad. A Monday at work, that's going to suck. I feel like with Fridays, I just wait for it to be over. Yeah, but it's like exciting wait. It's like, oh man, it's almost <laughs> over. It's Friday. It's the weekend. So you still get that like kind of slack off day at work. But what about Mondays though, where you're sitting there and you're like, oh, Monday, like pff, I'm doing nothing. Like that's just a full, like that's just another day of doing nothing because nothing happens on a Monday. You don't think so? What's happening on a Monday? Everything. It's like, oh man, well, all this stuff that we had to catch up on from last week. Now I got to do it on Monday. But now we do that on Tuesday. Exactly. But wait, no. Because then we have to. I am, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I look at it because yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Because like on Friday, something's going to happen on Friday and Saturday. You recover, remember on Sunday. You tell your stories on Monday. Yeah, I opposite schools of thought here on this one. So you'd rather tell your stories and deal with everything on Tuesday. Uh huh. But then I feel like with that, I feel like you're just pushing it further down the week. Yeah, to where Friday becomes more busy. Instead of it like, oh, we get to look towards the weekend. It's like, I got to hurry up and get the stuff done because I'm not coming back for another three days. You disagree. <laughs> You're not going to change my mind on it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's Mondays for me. I don't I, I'm full Garfield. I, I hate Mondays. It, Brooks Gwynn even uh, hitting us up here says rather have Friday off. There's more holidays on Monday. Great thing about holidays, though, is you still get like time off for it. You know, like this year, Christmas is on what a Saturday, so like people are taking Monday off for it already, or they're taking Friday off, which is the whole debate. Yeah, but you know, like this is what he's saying. Like, if you get the Monday holidays with like Memorial Day and Labor Day, yeah, but you're still going to get those turned into four day weekends because you already because you get Friday off. So, but with those national holidays, they have to give you a day off for it. So you could take it on Tuesday still. Oh, so that would be your four day weekend then? Yeah, yeah. So either way, you're. You're all set on that one. Would you though, or would they be like, "Well, it's already off. You're not even working this day." No, because like for Fourth of July, you they'll be like, "Oh, we're recognizing the Fourth of July on this Monday instead of Sunday." Some will. Some some businesses consider that like a floating holiday. Like you might have to work or not. I just get away from those uh, businesses. <laughs> yeah, I get away from that job career. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just don't work there. Uh, how about another one? Would you rather be able to fly or be invisible? I think this says a lot about your personality. I would much rather fly. Get from one place to another. I feel like invisible. I'm just going to be frank. I feel like it makes you a creep. That's what I think too. I yeah. think if you choose invisibility, like you've got some skeletons in your closet, probably literally. Like, what are you like? You're just going to go sit, like just stand at someone's table and listen to their conversation. Yeah. That's like that's being creepy. invisible. Yeah. Or you're going to walk yeah. through a bank and then, but does everything you touch become invisible or do you become invisible? It's like that Aaron Donald commercial. Have yeah. you seen that one? I don't think so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think just it's like his head day. sitting there. Yep. It's like what the. <laughs> and if you do, if you choose invisibility, there's something. You better come with some good rationale because I don't. As soon as you say yeah. invisibility, I'm like you're creeping me out. Yeah, I have to question our friendship because then with invisibility is like, do you still have to? Is everything else still solid? Like, are you still a solid, but people can't see you? Like, if I'm going through the door, do I just go through the door or do I have to open it and walk through it? I think you have to open it still. Okay. So then, yeah, that's tough because people are like, mm, this place is haunted. <laughs> yeah. And um, another one for me, I've always said fly because I hate to travel. Yeah. But if I really could pick like any superpower, I would not ever have to sleep again for the rest of my life. So you'd just be a vampire? Yeah, I just I wouldn't get tired. <laughs> Stamina setting is at a 110. I'm never tired. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Do you think you'd get tired of not being tired? Because sometimes just resting is nice. But not if I'm not tired. But what are you going to do when everyone else is resting? Whatever I want. <laughs> if I, but three about, in like, the morning, you're freaking just... But think about go. all the times uh, that you're stressed out and you're like, man, I just didn't have enough time to do that. I'd love to go 
golf, but you know, I don't have time today. Well, that's easy. You go golf during the day when it's daylight and then whatever else you had to do, do it at night when everybody's sleeping. Okay. I see that. So you enjoy daylight and uh-huh. you work at night. Yeah. Huh. That's my superpower. That's my pick. That's actually um, a pretty good one. When you put it that way. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have everyone, you know, be able to read your thoughts or everyone you know to have access to your internet history. Internet history through and through. All day. Yeah. All day internet history. <laughs> I don't care. Like, yeah, there's going to be some stuff on there that maybe I'm a little ashamed of. Some of the thoughts that I have when people are talking to me are not good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Ugh. a lot of people. I've heard a stand-up comedian be like, man, if a woman ever was able to read a man's mind, they would hate us. And it's like. <laughs> There's just some weird shit that comes to your mind. It's like, what if this happened? Like, and you're just like, why the fuck am I thinking about this right now? There are even some people, not you, that I'm friends with. That when they're talking, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you're a complete idiot. <laughs> like, why would you even have that opinion? But I will just sit there and I will eat my food and be like, mm-hmm. yes, okay, whatever. <laughs> In my mind, though, if you could read my thoughts... I wouldn't have a lot of friends. My thing is like strangers, like people in like grocery stores or driving somewhere. Like the amount of motherfuckers that I give out <laughs> is the limit does not exist. Mm-hmm. Like I will visibly, cause I hope someone else sees me get annoyed with it because I'll just sit there and quietly shake my head and then like quick step walk away. Because I, uh, it is so out of, there, you should have to take a driver's license course to drive a car around a fucking grocery store yeah, stay with some the of these morons. Follow yes. yeah, road rules. I mean, I will, and don't uh, leave your cart in the middle of the aisle while you go back three shelves because you forgot to grab a taco spice. Yeah, I feel like that bag. was pretty specific. And then, and then give me like a uh, when I have to like scoot your cart over so I can walk by. Or the people that will just stand there and look at things in the middle of the aisle. It's like I get it. You're looking for your chili seasoning or whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Scoot over so I can get by yep. you. It makes it tough. I do this thing where uh, I talk a lot of shit under my breath, but I'll cover my mouth like um, an offensive coordinator, like I'm a play caller. <laughs> yeah. I say whatever I want under my breath. Now you can't I used read to do my that lips. Pitching in baseball, like oh, you stupid fucking um, feels <laughs> such a strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the baseball glove in baseball. It happens. Uh, next one: Would you rather be a Super Bowl MVP or a Hall of Famer? But you can't get both. Okay, so if I win a Super Bowl and MVP, I'm not a Hall of Famer, right? But you'll always be a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that's tough because like one is what you're going to get during your career, like while you're playing. So you'll be able to enjoy that moment. But the other is, do, am I first ballot Hall of Famer? Sure. Then yeah, Hall of Famer. Because yeah. I get that five years after I'm playing and then I'll get it for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I feel like even with like a Super Bowl MVP, sometimes you look back and you're like, wait, who won it that year? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember. A Hall of Famer, you're always going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You always have that gold jacket. You come back every year for the ceremony. You get the bust. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm right there with you. I'm taking a Hall of Famer. Um, would you rather watch a regular season game courtside or a high stakes playoff game from the rafters? I'll tell you, this one's easy for me. I think being close to the court or the field is so overrated. Do you think so? I do. Like I would in a football game, I would rather be up higher. You can't see much from that, like, 50-yard line field-level seat. But, like, if you're field-level – so I look at it as in terms of the experience of, like, getting to hear the players Mm -hmm. and, like, see the facial expressions, hear them talking on the court, and, like, see what makes them so good at their job. Because, like, when you play high school-level basketball, there's not a lot of talking. You go to a college game, you hear chirping, you hear more communication. You go to an NBA game, they don't shut up on the court. Like, it is constantly yelling, discussing, shoes are squeaking. And so, like, an NBA game. But, like, the high-stakes playoff game, though? Like, that would. So, I haven't given my answer yet. If I had to, it would be the the high-stakes being the way up. Because this is, like, at a basketball game, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I I think you could take it to probably any sport. Basketball courtside, it would be, like, the way to go. If it were that a is a bucket one. list thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. But like an NFL game, sitting close, I don't care. Sitting close for a baseball, I've done a couple times. It is cool, but at the same time, it's like, eh, the view's actually better. Yeah, Up baseball top. for sure. Football, I get a little bit, but I've never experienced like a front row football game. 
And if I were, it would want to be like an end zone or like kind of a corner view, not directly behind the sideline because yeah. you can only stand looking at the, your favorite player sweating so much before you're like, okay, I can't see what's happening on the other side of Chris Jones' massive cranium while Patrick Mahomes is trying to throw the football. Wasn't sure where you're going there with Chris Jones' massive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's so many directions I didn't even know. Uh, all right, that's it for us today. Though, um, if you have more Would You Rathers, maybe we'll do this again. But we thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget about our great sponsor, Roper Kia. Not one of the people that I was worried about reading my mind. They have a wonderful service there. Uh, thank you so much for what they do for us. If you go in there, check out their inventory. Mention us here at Mike Up, and they'll give you $1,000 off your nice new ride. Big Country and I back at it tomorrow right here. At-